is not the podcast to be listening to in the car with your kids. Um, it's definitely not PG. Maybe a conservative grandmother or mother wouldn't exactly appreciate the language because I cuss a lot. Sorry, not sorry. But I do hope this brings you a little LOL moment, makes you think, honey, roller coaster of emotions. Hold on to your nipples. We're about to enter 30 Paws. Welcome back, 30 Pausers. Thanks for tuning in, pressing that play button, listening to me ramble and jamble. Um, I have been away for a little bit, but it really took a lot out of me to record that podcast, that last episode, and to put it out there. And I'm glad I did. I really am. Um, the feedback has been amazing. So I'm going to continue with my, my 30 pause moments, moments, plural, um, because that was my most definite defining 30 pause moment. Um, but it just doesn't stop there because like the true Capricorn that I am, I have to keep climbing and climbing and understanding and knowing that my life is hard. It's going to be hard. It's always going to be hard for all of this, all of us, not just me and my uh, Capricorn babies. Um, but we got to choose our hard. And this is, these are the moments where I had to really like choose my hard, you know. Um, so I was finally kind of just getting back into like the recoup and the swing of things. I got hired at a pretty decent job. I was bartending. Um as well, because we all know that arts education slash the arts slash education, whether they're together or separate, uh, don't pay shit. And I lived by myself and it was getting more and more expensive. So, you know, your girl's hustling. And I'm getting to, like, I'm getting a really great grasp of things. I'm getting into the swing of things. Um, you know, good schedule, understanding how my new means of transportation is working, yada, yada, yada. Um, still on probation, still, you know, just kind of chucking through, having to get all of these um, obligations completed, you know, my community service, my um, fines paid, my this, my that, and the other. So I'm doing it, and, um, you know, six months passes and my birthday's coming up and I'm just like, you know, I've had a fucking rough year. I just want to like have a good time with my friends. I don't want to like go sit down at a restaurant like I have for the past, you know, three or four years. Same boring shit. You know, I wanted to like have fun, like really just embrace fun. I wasn't, you know, doing that enough. There was still a lot of dark moments for me. Um, so I just wanted to give that to myself just to have fun on my birthday. So I decided I was going to invite some friends and um, to, a, to a roller rink. I was like, oh, my God, I haven't gone skating in such a long time. This is going to be so much fun. Well, 
the week of my birthday, I meet this guy and we have, we really hit it off and what I thought was just going to be like a couple drinks encounter turned into like a four hour night and we just had the best time and he was such a gentleman and dropped me off at home and we just like clicked and we're in it. Like we're so, you know, great conversation and you same, same like commonalities and you know, all the things that I'm thinking, yes, we're compatible, we're compatible, we're compatible. So it's the week of my birthday and I'm kind of on a high. I met this really nice guy. I like him a lot. I'm going to have my birthday party. Then the next day he's going to take me to brunch. Like I am so in it. And we really did um, have really great moments and a really, really, really fantastic time together. But the one thing about me is that once I like someone, I'm immediately, and I know the feeling is mutual, um, I immediately just, like, dive right the fuck in. Like, I'm like, oh, we're, we went on three fantastic dates, boom, you're my boyfriend, you know? Um, but it wasn't really, like, him asking me to be his girlfriend or anything like that. It was just, like, we were together all the time, you know, like... We would go to work and then we'd have dinner and then we'd like, it was just immediate attraction, immediate time spent with each other. And I've learned now that time away and still maintaining your own um, personal goals and finishing um, things that you started on your own and etc. is just so, so important. You don't get wrapped up into it. But I also do believe that when we are in relationships, um, and we are encountering, um, you know, these people on such an intimate level, not just sexually intimate, but just uh, intimately, like, you know, you open up to them, you're vulnerable, you're all of these things, you tend to, um, really just, like, forego all of the the things that you wanted to focus on. And I think that's what really happened with me is I kind of just completely sidetracked. You know, I was like, I really liked my, my day job. I really loved everybody I worked with. I was still, you know, making pretty decent money. Like I was on a good roll. I mean, I wasn't, I was, I was paddling, you know what I mean? I wasn't, she wasn't, you know, out here doing the butterfly or anything, you know what I mean, so I was just really into it, but, um, you know, after a while, I noticed, you know, my birthday's in January, his birthday was in February, February, and, um, you know, then, you know, Valentine's Day was coming up, and this is just the prime example of why I've had to, since then, just really maintain low expectations for pretty much everybody in my life, you know, and this is not like a pessimistic, um, point of view. It's just like, I expect nothing from nobody literally ever. So when there is, when I do have great times where people are very giving to me or, um, you know, very thoughtful or anything of that nature, it's just so nice, you know? And I think I'm a very pragmatic person in that sense where I just really, 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 really 
try and keep it in the forefront of our mind, my mind, to keep my expectations low of others. Um, just so that I'm not setting myself up for future disappointment. And I think that's where I was, I was kind of playing myself a little bit, you know. So it's Valentine's Day, and we just celebrated his birthday the day before. And, you know, we wake up, we get our usual coffee, and I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, he'll at least, like, say happy Valentine's Day, right? Like, even if, like, people are like, no, I'm not going to do anything for Valentine's Day, or send a sweet text, or just say something nice, you know? Again, very low expectations. But I recall that day, and I just, as the day and the time went on, I was like, oh, he's not going to say anything. And Valentine's Day, is it a Hallmark holiday? Absolutely. 1,000%. Like, but I just find it also very sweet and special just to say, hey, happy Valentine's Day. And I'm the type of person that you don't have to be my lover to, you know, celebrate Valentine's Day with me. I mean, I just hosted a Valentine's Day brunch with girlfriends and invited them over to my house and we had a fantastic time. It's just like a day of like just celebrating love and I love love and I love celebrating it no matter, you know, who I'm celebrating it with. So I just thought at the time, well, my boyfriend's not saying anything and I was just so hurt and disappointed, but more just disappointed. Like, wait, I guess this wasn't really discussed. Okay. I guess I'm supposed to just eat my feelings and move on and not say anything. Okay. And that's exactly what I did, which is really still such a challenge for me. But at the same time, I'm getting better at, at really expressing my feelings because I don't like to all the time because I feel like it's coming from a place of judgment, especially with a, you know, an intimate, you know, partnership or boyfriend or whatever you want to call them. So that was kind of like strike one for me, to be honest. I always give the men in my life three strikes, you know, and that was a strike one for me, but I didn't discuss it. And that was my bad, you know. I let it boil. I let it, like, just, I pushed away those feelings and was just like, no, you're being dramatic and kind of gaslighted myself, to be honest. Even if, is that possible? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, but that was kind of like, ooh, that kind of hurt a little bit. Like, okay, I guess you don't care. That's how I interpreted it, you know? And I, and I share these stories because these are my stories, these are my 30 pause moments, but also, you know, I'm better at looking outside of myself now than I was before as well, and I think maybe just experiences in life and things like that have occurred, but I really have, I really tried to like, you know, look outside myself and take a, take a look at other people's point of views, and at this moment, I'm, I'm not really having the capability of doing that. Um, I'm not really having like the insight to do that and so forth. So I was just, I was pushing them away my, and not expressing my feelings in a very, you know, mature and well thought out way. 
and that was that was definitely you know my bad so that was kind of like strike one and then eventually you know we're carrying on and he meets a few of my friends and you know we're still very much like either he's staying at my house this night or I'm staying at his house like we are together all the time that's the thing is like you gotta have the point where there's like a, a longing a missing or something you know and we didn't really do that and I noticed that these were my patterns when I would get it would get into relationships is that you would just be so fascinated and you're immediately with them all the time and by no means do I think I have it all together or all figured out that is not what I'm saying but I think through my experience I've learned that it's just like it's good to have your own space your own thing and it's not it wasn't so much codependency for me it was just like infatuation you know, it wasn't like I needed him because I didn't need him before. I was doing just fine. It wasn't like he was just like my sugar daddy and just like paying my rent. And, you know, he wasn't doing any of those things. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't doing any. He wasn't. It was just we're infatuated with each other. We're together. You know, there wasn't anything formal. He never really like I literally remember sitting there and being like so am I your girlfriend I mean we hang out literally every day and he was like well yeah duh and I'm like oh okay so there was a whole lot of miscommunication on both of our ends so as time passes it's you know starting to be like March and you know I just I feel the distance and I feel things happening and you know, I dated him for three months or so, and then one day he just never answered my texts. And then he never answered my phone call. And then he, the next day he never answered my text. And then the next day he never answered my phone call. And he just completely ghosted me. Like, one day I thought I had a boyfriend, and the next day I didn't. And I didn't know where he went. And I don't know why. And I, and I was so hurt. I was just so like, wait, like, at least give me the respect to be like, I don't want to do this anymore. I could have handled that a lot better than nothing at all, you know. But welcome to modern day dating. It's a fucking joy, isn't it? So I would say that was like around March time frame. March, April, May, June, June, I finally, you know, hear back, and I don't know why, with such a very short time frame that we were dating, why it took me just as long to start to, like, be okay, and really, like, get over it, and if you're going through a breakup, or if you ever have, or what have you, it takes time. It takes time to get over it. And for some reason, this one took way longer than I wanted it to. So I was getting really frustrated with myself, not getting over it. But I think it was just like the sheer abandonment, you know, of just someone just being like, oh, I'm not going to ever talk to her again. My, like, 
my hands are clean, I'm done, goodbye. As if, like, no merit of response was necessary for him. So, it took, you know, it sucked. It sucked because I still had to keep on, keep it on, and I knew that in the end I was, you know, going to be fine and okay and what have you, but it was just, it was shitty. I ain't going to lie. So, not only am I just, like, still in the thick of, you know, finishing up paying my fines, the community service, the breaking up with a boyfriend, the, you know, all of these things, and I'm still just not quite loving myself enough as my, I should be, you know, like, I wasn't pouring in, um, those moments where I needed to be really selfish in a good way, I should say, and focus on my growth and all of that, I was just floating, you know, like trying to get through it, maintaining, you know, always using sarcasm and humor to really kind of hide my feelings, um, you know, as, as a default self-deprecating humor is just like, it's a default for me, you know, so I would just do that and get over it and just kind of move on, you know, and I remember I had this jean jacket at his house and I just wanted my fucking jacket back, and I remember probably after a few glasses of wine or what have you, I was like, I'm just gonna fucking text him and be like, look, I get it, you don't want to be with me, but you have my jacket at your house and very rude, like, I need my jacket, like, you have the opportunity to drop it off at my work, drop it off the security desk, um, you know where I live, drop it off when I'm not home, like all those things. And he never did. So I blew up and I mean, blew the fuck up at him. And he finally responded and was like, geez, oh my God, you know how fucking men are. Like, oh, my God, why are you going so nuts? Why are you going so crazy? Like, motherfucker, you make me crazy. Because you're fucking disrespectful. Anyways, there's that. (laughs) And I'm just like, that's all I fucking wanted. So, of course, you know, it's not, oh, I can drop your your, um, jacket off at work, whatever. He shows up at my fucking house, you know. And it's just this, like, I thought I was just getting over you, and now you fucking show up here. And it was just all this, it was just a lot. It was a lot of, like, horrible, immature, and emotionally unintelligent way of dealing with things on both of our ends. So, I, by this time, it's like July, August, and I am finally seeing a new light, you know, like, I'm like, why did that take me so fucking long, like, and it took a lot of, like, looking inside of myself and just being, like, no matter who you're with, no matter where you are, you're always gonna find a solution and you're always gonna be okay, And that was a huge 30 pause moment for me because it doesn't matter. Like I, I accept and I'm, I'm, I'm open to new people coming into my life. But at the end of the day, 
like when it's all said and done, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Because nothing in this life is permanent. It's all temporary. And that was a huge 30 plus moment for me because I was just like, I had to go through, you know, that whole, that brief relationship, but that even longer recovery time just to get to the other side of that. Knowing that it's all temporary. This life is temporary. And I had to realize that through that relationship. So I feel like, you know, relationships in general, family, friends, whomever, um, you know, partners, lovers, whatever. It's really just all about what they are going to bring to you, what kind of lessons you're going to learn from them, what kind of blessings they're going to bring into your life. It's lessons and blessings, my love. And that's really what it is. It's all temporary. You're in my life so that I can learn something, so that I can, you know, discover maybe something about myself. You know, it's not to say that I'm, I'm like, I'm hesitant with, you know, um, relationships and intimacy and things like that because I am, because again, that's my, kind of my, my default. I, it's, it's hard for me to, to be like vulnerable and open up in that way. But at the same time, the constant reminder of just knowing that nothing is permanent and at the end of the day, all I got is me. And this person is whoever is, you know, entering my life as, you know, a significant other or partner or lover or boyfriend or whatever you want to call them. Like they are to add to your life. They are not to stress your life. They're not to um, cause any emotional disarray. And I kind of after that, I was like. I'm good, like, with dating, like, I'm so good with dating at this point in my life that I really have no interest, um, and I'm, I'm gonna just lay off on it all, and, and I did, and I have for a really long time, and that was just really important for me to go through it, and I didn't understand it while it was happening, but once it was finished, once it was done, and I was the healing was really truly happening and beginning, I was just like, oh my God, I'm actually really thankful he came into my life. And he was there f- and he served his purpose. And that was my blessing and my lesson. What's crazy funny is that no matter who I've dated, whether it was casually a situationship, an actual, you know, title, whatever, ladies, femmes, and gents, fucking everybody listen up, I have never not had an ex or a, a past partner not come back into my life in any way, shape, or form. And those are the true, true tests, right? Like, 
it doesn't matter. It may be two months. It may be, you know, six months. It may be a year. It may be two years. It may be four years. I've had some at five, six, seven. Whatever the time is, I promise you, they will always, quote unquote, check in, say hi, and want to start a conversation. They want to come back in any way, shape, or form they can, and they will just sneak their little asses up in those DMs or in those messages or in those texts for some way, shape, or form. And it doesn't have to be taken personally. I don't take any of this personally, honestly. Um, I don't, you know, it's funny because you're just like, well, of course you came back because I'm fucking great, you know, and that's ego talking. But at the same time, I'm just kind of like, uh, hey, hi, how are you? Like, I'm cordial, but I can stop the cordiality and actually just be like, hey, you really fucked up and you did da 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 da, you know, and maybe kind of just like get it off my chest in that way or approach it in that way. Or you can just keep it cordial and just be like, so I see you're the same fucking person doing the same shit. Hanging out with the same people, you know, staying stagnant or dormant, not doing a fucking thing, you know. It's just those, those are those tests. Those are those true tests where they come back and you're just thinking to yourself, mm-hmm, yeah, I'm over it. And that's a great feeling. So, I would say that is my second 30 pause moment is really just having the knowledge and knowing that the lessons and the blessings are there for a purpose. And it served me, and it served me well. And, you know, it's funny because even since I've moved, we've had conversations and, um, you know, it is what it is. But you ain't never gonna get it. Not this time. My living. Y'all like that In Vogue song? It's one of my favorite In Vogue songs. But I just want to share um, 30 Paws moment numero dos with me, me friends, my listeners. Um, and yeah, we're on to the next. 30 Paws. I want to thank you guys so much for just staying with me here on season one of 30 Paws. I am concluding my first season with 20 episodes. I set out to complete 20 episodes to be as consistent as I possibly could, which I did a pretty dang good job on my consistency given, you know, shit, life happens, um... I have so much more in store. Um, I have so many other um, 30 plus moments I'd like to share with you. I also have more guests um, that I want lined up for season two, merch, website, etc., etc. It's time to level the fuck up. Okay? That's what she's saying to herself. And that's what I'm doing. So I'm going to be taking a little bit of a hiatus, but I will be back better than ever. 
it's just time for me to like really take this to um, a level where I see it being at its full potential. I could not, and I repeat, I could not have done this without the support of just my listeners, of people who literally came out of the woodwork and just said some of the nicest, sweetest, most kind things and shared your stories with me on top of, you know, um, a giggle or two. And that's really all I want to do is just share stories with you guys, um, have little moments of enlightenment and let's just fucking laugh at ourselves. 30 Paws is an emotional roller coaster. And I'm just so grateful and happy that you came along and you are coming along and you are going to continue this ride. Uh, Stay tuned. Um, I am definitely going to be on the Internet. So on Instagram, um, on Twitter, on Facebook, you know, all the things. Um, I'm going to be on all those social media platforms. Um, So that is when you are going to be getting the latest and greatest updates as to when season two will be released. Let me go back to the lab, as we would say, and um, um, configure and plan and plot and scheme um, because it's time for us to fucking take over the world and let the world know that 30 Paws is here. It's actual. It's real. And I thank you. Peace.